and welcome to the Strange Brew Podcast. My name's Jason Barnard, and yes, this is another really great podcast, this time with Dave McLean of The Chemistry Set. They've done some absolutely fantastic work and, and records, and to be honest, they seem to be getting better and better with every release, and I'm, I'm not just saying that, Dave, because you're here. The proof's in the pudding with um, the song that we've just opened with, really, which is a, a nice blend of something from the 60s, um, a Jimi Hendrix song, but you've, as usual, you've really put your own spin of it. So, um, yeah, so Dave, tell us about Love or Confusion, your version with the chemistry set. Okay, hello and good vibrations to everyone. First of all, you must get the good vibrations in. Love or Confusion, uh, Paul's wanted to do this one for probably about 20 years, and he first worked on this kind of 12-string version about 20 years ago, but we never had a chance to do it. We like to give things a bit of a twist. Uh, we love Hendrix, but we can't do it. Uh, no one can do it like Hendrix, only himself. So back to basics and Paul's original idea with the 12-string acoustics some uh, detuning on them. And then Paul bought a real sitar. He was over in India and he paid a fortune to get it back and it didn't come back in matchsticks. So uh, it's his second opportunity to use a real sitar, which was fantastic. And then the tablers, and we really wanted to use a, a Mellotron flute on there, try and get a bit of a moody blue sound on there. But the the kind of idea what we were going for was Dear Mr. Fantasy, that album by Traffic, trying to get, imagining if they did a cover of it. So it probably sounds nothing like that, but it's it wasn't intended to be like that, but that's the sort of direction of stripping it down. You've done that before um, on, on some of the uh, versions that you've done. It's kind of really blended different influences. I think we've given a twist as well. I mean, we've done that throughout our career. The first one we've done was a, a version of CMLE Play. We first recorded that in 1990, and we put in there a section of Bicycle Rider from, at that time then, the unreleased smile. So really enjoyed doing that. And then when we came back together in 2008, one of the songs that me and Paul were really mad on, well, the album, in fact, was... Del Shannon's album, The Further Adventures of Charles Westover. And we worked on Silver Birch, but we're also listening. Electric Prunes are a really big band for us. Uh, and Love Mass in F minor is probably the most unpopular album, but I love the work by David Axelrod on there. And we took a, a section of Sanctus from there and added that in. And at that time, MySpace was big, and obviously it's Facebook now. But we sent it across to uh, David Axelrod's MySpace. And then his son, Dan Axelrod, actually made contact with us and he really enjoyed it. And he said, can you send me some stuff over? And we sent over, I think about 10, 11 songs, including Silver Birch. David Axelrod actually commented back to us and he said something like real music, music to finally make you think. And that's probably the proudest moment of our life because we absolutely love his arrangements and the stuff. I mean, he's been going since the beginning of the 60s with production jazz and then moved into, obviously, he's very well respected on the, the hip-hop and remixing scene. But for he, he's like a unique person, just amazing. So to get that from him. We're in contact with Dana and, and we're talking about even doing some arrangement, doing some scores together. And his dad's up for it. So who knows, we might be able to fly something over. The second track um, that you've chosen today is Traffic and the song itself, Dear Mr. Fantasy. I assume that's a, a big influence on you, Dave? Well, I think going back to when we began, we met in 87. We started in 87. 
the common sort of themes, the common groups, the British groups for us were were definitely Traffic, the Dear Mr. Fantasy album, obviously the Beatles and other kind of psych stuff. But that, that was a key one when we first started, really liked the sound of that album. Yeah, that was for us. I've sort of chosen that one because to me it connects with Love of Confusion, our interpretation, but also right back at the beginning, it was one of the key sort of influences, the British influences anyway. This 
song, play guitar, make it snappy. Dearest Fancy from 1967. Next, Dave, we have The Hush and Grey. Um, that was um, released on Fontana as a B-side, and I understand, back in 1968. This is um, quite a rare track. Um, this was from the Chocolate Soup for Diabetics comp, wasn't it? It was. That was the first sort of, what you, I suppose you class, rare UK psych songs. A friend of mine had Chocolate Soup for Diabetics in the early 80s. And it totally blew me away. I mean, I got into psychedelia in the end of 79, 80. Uh, London was fantastic at that time in 80. You had uh, the clubs and the clothes shops, the Regal in Kensington. Uh, Groovy Cellar was a place, a club down there. Uh, really, really good time. You had Mood Six playing Miles Over Matter, them bands. Absolutely fantastic. I, but I was mainly listening to American stuff. I mean, I knew all of the obvious UK stuff. But then started to dive in and a friend of mine at the time, he got hold of the chocolate soup for diabetics and that just totally blew me away and it still does today. One day I'll die Leave things behind But that's just one thing on my mind I could do
The Hush and Grey, which was the B-side to Elephant Rider, released on Fontana in 1968. And as we heard, that's from the Chocolate Soup for Diabetics compilation series. And also from that fantastic LP set, we have The Factory and Walk Through the Forest. Except this one is arguably a lot more well-known because it really is a pivotal UK psych single, isn't it, Dave? Absolutely right. I mean, it was a toss-up between that or Try a Little Sunshine. I love both of them. So uh, although it's well-known, it's just a brilliant song. I love its restrained nature, the way the guitar's controlled, the feedback. Reminds me, actually, a lot of the misunderstood as well, the style of the guitar. But why not listen to this? You know, it's a great, great tune.
the factory and walk through the forest a single on MGM from 1968 and you'd need a small mortgage to get that one now. Dave, our second The Chemistry Set track is um, one track from one of your recent albums and you guys took a bit of a break in the the 90s and came back stronger than ever really and um, you've chosen She's Taking Me Down and that's from your This Day Will Never Happen Again record and you know that had a really good reception at the time. Yeah, that was the first song we actually did when we came back together again. Uh, originally, we met to, uh, we had an unreleased album from 1989 called Sounds Like Painting and actually got hold of the master tapes. And originally, we were going to look at that and remix it uh, because quite a lot of people had contacted us and sort of said, why don't you release that finally? So originally, we got hold of the master tapes and come together to 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 do that as a project but once we started to listen to the master tapes a lot of it deteriorated a lot we were in the studio and then we literally started doodling and then we just thought sod that and we started coming up with uh new songs for the first time in about 17 years so i think that in 2008 i think we come up with about 10 11 songs so we were really 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 buzzing so she's taken me down was the first one that we did coming back together again and totally chuffed with that uh, yeah, it's a great track. Yeah, I mean, for us, it, it encapsulates uh, our return harmony and melody for us. You know, just whatever type, whatever style you're doing, but it must have harmony and melody. It can be wide, all the different influences, but that was brilliant for us. And that was the first time we recorded in what we lovingly called a laboratory, which is uh, we got a recording studio on an island in the River Thames, uh, just near Hampton Court, and we've recorded everything there for the last six years. And that's as big a part uh, to the chemistry set as anything, any influence. So that is actually a huge part of us working down there. It's not our own, I wish it was, but uh, very good friends with the people there. So we spend a lot of time down there doing demos and recording all that stuff. Take 
chemistry set and she's taken me down from about four years ago now. Next we have um, another track that certainly I see as a, a pivotal single on the UK psych scene and uh, there's some great guitar in this one. It's the accent and I believe that they're originally from my neck of the woods mm-hmm. and Red Sky at Night. For me, I absolutely hit the nail on the head. Love the guitar on there. I mean, you can hear, clearly you can hear Jimmy's style. And then you've got a bit of George Harrison almost in there. And they've got their own as well. It's got a really meditative quality for me. Uh, something a little bit special about it for me. I mean, I, I heard it in, in the mid-80s when the compilations, I think some of the first compilations were out. Uh, the Great British Psychedelic Trip or something, one of those. Uh, but for me, that was the standout track. Warning. 
the accent, Red Sky at Night. Dave, you picked a track from the semi-legendary, really, Terry Reid and um, his very popular version of a Donovan track, Super Lungs. Yeah, uh, that one has stayed with me a long, long time. Uh, in the 80s, just before I started to play in bands, I used to do some DJing and I used to do a little bit of Northern Soul. And that was great. All that kind of music was fantastic. But I remember a friend of mine who was into prog rock at the time, which was quite unusual. Now, this isn't prog rock in the slightest, but he had a weird sort of music taste and he loved prog rock and Northern Soul. And one day he played me Terry Reid's Superlungs. And the first thing that came to me more than anything is what a beat, what an absolutely fantastic song to dance to. And then the more I listen to it, it's just totally sensational. The, the, the quality of the vocals, the musicianship, but the vibe of the song, the actual quality of the song is amazing. So a nice little trip back in time between prog rock and northern soul. <laughs> Terry Reid and Superlungs. Dave, you've picked now another, the chemistry set, and uh, the material really is um, standing on the same level as the material from the 60s. 
you've picked another track from This Day Will Never Happen Again. The world is hollow and I touch the sky. I have to say is that, you know, you were referring it to it earlier, but how you've managed to really sort of beef up the production and but get the sort of lightness in places with the, the mix of the best influences from the 60s, but giving it a sort of modern feel has, has been really well done. For us, I mean, World is Hollow, the title comes from a 1960s Star Trek episode. Paul was totally mad in there, so that was a classic episode. So those Trekkies out there with the William Shatner era might spot that one. But in terms of the song, that was, I think it was around about 2009. We spent about a month in the studio on and off, uh, spent a lot of time on this song. And for me, that was just trying to move things up and building up the layers, the use of space, uh, trying to to keep the interest trying to do things to keep the listener interested not trying to be clever for clever's sake but just trying to give little twists and touches so i was really pleased she's taken me down sounds great but then moving up to the world is hollow it's approaching what we want to get to not quite there but it's the kind of thing the use of space the use of layers different instruments uh, and production trying to get something for the listener when they return again and again but again the melody the melody the song's got melody and harmony it certainly does the world is hollow and i touch the sky
the chemistry set, The World is Hollow and I Touched the Sky. Dave, you've picked, for me, certainly near the peak of the Hollies career, that um, moment in 1967 where they retained the popular edge but really melded in the psych stuff. And Dear Eloise that you've chosen is certainly near the peak of that for me. That's my favourite Holly song, without doubt. It encapsulates everything there. The melody, the inspiration, it, it makes the hair stand up. And it's totally and utterly incredible. I must have heard it a thousand times, but it still has the same effect for me. So it inspires me. That melody is so rich, oozing out. Just total inspiration, that song. Dear Eloise, I am writing to say A number of funny things I heard today I heard that he's left you and run off to sea could be the best thing that's happened to me. Two, three, four. Writing a letter to make you feel better. Sorry to hear that he left you that way. and Dear Eloise from their Butterfly album from Parlophone in 1967. Next, Dave, we have the final track that you've chosen from This Day Will Never Happen Again by The Chemistry Set. 
and it's We Live As We Dream Alone, and that um, shows your more reflective side. That song for me, it's all about conveying the emotion. There's a lot of melancholy in there and just wanted to, to try and get that across, stripping it down to the acoustics at the beginning and then building again the layers up. And as you get later into it, you can hear the dulcimers, the tambours and the tablers. But it's all again about the melody, emotion and the melancholy in that song. I walked through the days and nights of my life Facing the challenge of time Costing me more than my mind Which leaves me asking, just leaves me asking just why The coast of Catechese drew
That was the chemistry set, and we live as we dream alone. So next day, we have Sheila McDonald and Peacock Lady. I mean, fabulous um, singer-songwriter from the late 60s, early 70s, who's disappeared but come back now. And um, you've chosen Peacock Lady, which has just got fantastic production. Totally amazing. Uh, one of the best songs I heard. I think I heard it for the first time about five years ago. Totally love the intonation, the feeling, and the way she conveys the melancholy. <laughs> Again, mentioning that, but really has a big effect on me uh, and it's the kind of music I like to listen to to get me in the mood for, for writing songs. If put that in the background, uh, there's quite a lot of similar songs, folk songs around from the early 70s, but that one really hits it on the head for me. That particular song is one of my favourites. <laughs> She's taking you away on a steel ship And I remember your blonde hair against the iron mast Black as death and the dark clouds making the way along the rolling sea Voice, 
Sheila McDonald and Peacock Lady. And uh, welcome back, Sheila. After certainly in the in the interweb, you disappeared for for quite a period of time. Next, we have our penultimate chemistry set song and um, time to breathe, and that's um, released a few years back on the um, Fruits de Mer imprint. I think it'd be nice to sort of uh, give a mention to Keith and Free de Mer because we absolutely love working with them. I think Keith's the most decent and wonderful guy we've ever worked with. I mean, chemistry set first time round, we worked with lots and lots of different record labels. Uh, in fact, one time towards the end of the chemistry set with another band, we signed for Polydor Records and done another album that never got released. So we've got a history of that. So. We've worked with many labels over the years in different countries, but Keith has to be the most decent and wonderful guy. He does it for love, and it's the best way to do it, and it's just a joy to work with him. So we're really, really, really happy doing the singles with him on Freedom Air. And Time to Breathe, for us, it was probably the third time again in the studio, spending some time, quite a bit of time. Paul's song, and very, very British influence in there. Again, building up the layers, the instruments. Uh, really, really, really happy with the drums on that one, I must say. But overall, really pleased with that song. Really, really pleased. Well, let's uh, the listeners uh, hear that one. And I certainly echo your comments about the Freedom Air label. Um, it's wonderful stuff. Let's hear the chemistry set and time to breathe. The people that they do. So bloody
the chemistry set and time to breathe from a couple of years back next dave you've picked the beatles but not quite as we know it a remix of tomorrow never knows and they've the left side wobble remix do you know much about the uh, the dj uh, in terms of this and, and the background behind this remix well it's my favorite remix out of everything and the guy i'd encourage everyone to go and have a listen to his site he's done some amazing things but to me this is just sensational because he's taken all of the best bits of the original but the way he's edited it together is just stellar totally and utterly stellar uh i love twists and and i think it's really important that psychedelia it doesn't have to be about a lost single from 1966 that only 10 copies were made uh it psychedelia exists throughout the years and there's all kinds of different kinds of styles and there's nothing wrong with it being electronic so so this guy has taken and i think he's respected the original but the twist he's given it is amazing i mean back in the day at a chemistry set we used to rehearse down in London Bridge in 88, just before the Acid House. Uh, and then we noticed on Saturdays after rehearsals, people were going into the warehouses opposite when we were finishing. And we knew, got, made quite a lot of friends in the Acid House scene. We were in a, a label in Manchester before the baggy, but we had uh, a few friends up there and in the Hacienda. So we've always liked twists. In fact, we work with a DJ in Barcelona called DJ Gatto. And when we play live, what we really enjoy, I mean, we've got uh, drums, guitars, me and Paul on guitars. We've got a couple of guys uh, on keyboards. We've got mellotrons and different things. But we work with Danny, uh, DJ Gatto, and he adds in beats and bleeps and all kinds of noises. And it, it just goes down so well live. We're not trying to be like the Chemical Brothers or Primal Scream. It's us. We've been doing what we've been doing for 27 years. But it's nice to give it that twist. Uh, we work with a VJ from Buenos Aires, giving really, really good graphics behind and videos. So to add to the experience, trying to make it like a, I don't know, 2014 version of the UFO Club in 67. But it is primarily psychedelic, but with a twist. So you've got real live drums, but you've also got some heavy beats as well. So really enjoy doing that because when we first got back together, we thought, how are we going to play these songs live? Because we're using the kitchen sink literally in the studio and it would be very difficult or come impossible to do that. So working with Danny, working with computers, it's, it's, it's been a perfect solution for us and really enjoy it. As I say, twists, everything for us is a twist, and but this is the best one. There's so many ones that I could choose, but this one just totally blows me away. Uh, we were in uh, a club called Razzmatazz in Barcelona. It's, it's like the biggest indie club in town, and the main room holds 1,500 people. And my friend Danny, DJ Gatto, had never heard it before, so I brought it along, and he played it in, in his sound check. And then at 2 o'clock in the morning, he put it on, and it was just totally and utterly awesome, and everyone was dancing to it. So I encourage people to go and explore explore about him, but this one is just sensational.
The Beatles, but not quite as you know it, and an excellent remix, Left Side Wobble, Tomorrow Never Knows. Our last track obviously had to be from the chemistry set. Tying in nicely with our first song, we have another track off your new EP, Elapsed Memories, and this time it's the title track. There's a bit of a buzz about this song, um, really well received. This song in particular, I mean, it's the song I'm most happy with out of everything we've done. It's ticked all the boxes for me. We try to do, it sounds quite pretentious, I'm going to say, try and get a a symphonic approach to some songs and you can hear some of them on We Live As We Dream, uh, our version of Silver Birch, the Del Shannon song, really trying to build in symphonic approaches. I'm really into Jack Nietzsche and the work that he did with Buffalo Springfield and Neil Young. Try and use that wherever we can. And with this one, when we demoed it, we had all the parts and it was trying to build it up. So we had this song, uh, we had the the introduction, we had the first verses, we had the choruses, but we didn't have the connection there. So we spent time in the studio and it's really, really evolved there. And I talked a lot about production. Um, for me, it's the key. We can give a little more details to the song that people can listen back. There's lots going on. Again, we're not doing it for the sake of it. We are not trying to be clever, but that's what we want to do. We want to build a sound, a soundscape, a sound stage where people can listen to it and each time hear something different and build it up and build it up. So really, really happy with that. There's, there's a load of influences in that song. Uh, one of them I can, I can tell you, probably people won't spot it or they may, but one of them, Johnny Cash, he done a song called Hurt. Uh, and there's a part on the middle eight there, which you, if you listen to and if you know that song, you might hear that. Uh, there's a bit of Neil Young, Ragged Glory from... Uh, from 1990 there's like little touches of guitar there there's all kinds of influence in there I mean people say it's quite progressive and they can hear a bit of Floyd hear a bit of the birds me I hear Echo and the Bunnyman because I really love Echo and the Bunnyman a big influence on me subconsciously when we were playing that there's a few little licks and then on the outro so like everything there's loads of influences get in the laboratory put it together, sit down, reflect on it, add some more, add some more. So happiest uh, that for us uh, is the best thing that we've done. It's great to finish on a high. And um, before we play Elapsed Memories, Dave, where can people connect with you guys and buy your fantastic records? Probably the best place is through Facebook. Now we've got a Facebook, which is www.facebook.com forward slash the chemistry set UK. If you do a Google as well, we've got a Bandcamp and we've also got a SoundCloud. We put lots of stuff on SoundCloud, so you can Google that. Um, so thanks very much and let's listen to Elapsed Memories. Thanks very much, Jason. Try. 
Jesus.